0: Welcome to the Airborne Mind Show. I am your host, Ms. Bahawk, and you are listening to Ms. Unfiltered. This space is an area for me to share and explore with you some things that I'm learning, I'm exploring, or I'm entertained by, and really a space for you to ask questions and for me to uh, free flow, improvise, and talk about them in real time. So along the way... I hope you pick something up, or this helps you get through your day in some way, uh, and at the very least, put a smile on your face. Because you're listening, I have a free gift only for podcast listeners, you can grab if you head over to MizHQ.com. Again, that's M-I-Z-H-Q.com. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the first couple episodes. We are having a ton of fun doing this. Um... Man, and I and I, it's been cool. Rachel was just filling me in on some of the feedback we've gotten, um, and I am happy that you guys are finding some of this stuff interesting. So, uh, what do we what do we have on the agenda today, Rachel?
1: Figured today we could talk about uh, meditation, mindfulness in meditation, and then see where the conversation leads us.
0: Yeah, I love this topic because I have explored. A bunch of different areas of it um and and I think I found something that I really like and stick to and I'm happy to I'm happy to explore all the different you know avenues within that anything specific around mindfulness that kind of jumps out to you
1: not anything super specific so start start wherever you want and kind of okay. give us a background and then go into it from there
0: yeah um well I guess let's start with maybe uh, what makes, what makes mindfulness slash meditation something that, uh, we consider or are considering now. Um, because more than ever, it's something that, um, well, there's more research, right. That shows that it's great for your brain. It's great for stress regulation and, and recovery and all that type of stuff. Um, but I honestly have always viewed it this way where it's like, the more efficient we become and the more we do. So it's like we're doing more and more because technology allows you to do more and more and we're becoming more efficient, we're taking on more work or more responsibilities. Um, And with that, I think comes, uh, it's just like training. You know, we talk about high intensity training. Um, There has to be the opposite side to that, which is recovery from that stress. And so- meditation slash mindfulness is a way for you to counterbalance and to uh kind of elicit that parasympathetic response that you want to be able to you know what they say rest and digest and um basically yes like if you are on all the time so i mean you know whether that's, I think we talked about the stressors, right? Like work-related, it's mental stress, physical stress. That stuff adds up. And so I think the more we do, it, people are considering uh, using mindfulness as, as a tool, especially as there's more brain research that kind of comes out around this and shows the effectiveness of it. Because I'm thinking back to like, you know, I wonder like five years ago, right? And how maybe in society or in our culture – at least how I looked at it or how I perceived it, it was just one of those things that, yeah, I should do it, it's good, but uh yeah, I don't have the time to do it or I can't sit still and uh, like there was all this stuff that it just didn't make it f- seem as legitimate and now that I think a few years have gone by and... Um, Leave, maybe it's how I'm perceiving it, but I just see that people are just more uh accepting of it in a way as like yeah, this is actually valuable, and I think uh I should find a way to use it to my advantage.
1: yeah, I think uh there's definitely a better perception of it now as opposed to in the past. Um, talk a little bit about kind of what even is mindfulness to yeah. start, really?
0: Yeah. uh, So I think, I'm sure there's so many definitions out there and I'll just kind of give you my take on how I view it. Um, Okay. If we imagine there's an ocean, right? And in the ocean, you have the top layer where there's a bunch of waves, right? And there's always waves kind of going, there's ripples in the water. As you start to go deeper and deeper into the ocean, let's say until you get all the way to the bottom if that's even a thing i don't know if you can go that yeah, deep really <laughs> but let's yeah. say like the deeper you go right uh there is that that activity those waves and those ripples it it's gone right it's like the stillness that's there at the bottom of the ocean right um that's kind of what you can look at uh, maybe your brain like in a way it's like there's all these external worries and stressors and uh, inputs that we have throughout the day that is like the surface of the ocean right it's just waves it's a lot of noise Uh, and the the more you can kind of clear I guess some of that out and basically the deeper you go into the ocean there's a bit of stillness there there's some uh clarity. There's some you know, I just imagine as I'm talking about this, like finding Nemo or or some movie movie like that, right? Where you you think about how deep they are in the ocean and how they're it just looks so peaceful, right? There's no nothing too crazy going on. I mean I'm sure there's sharks and all that type of stuff there, right? But it's like in terms of the activity, it's so serene in a way. And so I feel like within all of us, we have that, we have that inside of us, right? We have that ability, uh, whether you're thinking this is physically or mentally, right? Like your ability to dig deep into something within you. And I, I personally think that for me, it's harder to access that part of myself if there is a lot of that external noise and activity that's going on, which is like the ripples in the ocean, right? So if you can clear that, and you can get yourself to access that really deep part of the ocean, it's very interesting, I think, the effects that it can have on a, a lot of different things. I mean, I've, I've observed, like, energy levels, uh, empathy, right, and how empathic you can be towards other people, uh, how you react to certain situations, your mood, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So that's how I view mindfulness and meditation it's like it's being able to use it as a way to like access more of your true self you know and i don't know if other people look at it that way but for me it's it's always been about that it's like okay there there's a lot of uh internal like you know knowledge or wisdom or the next right step intuition let's call it intuition right uh in order to be able to act on intuition which is important for me and to access it it's like you got to clear all the noise um and so yeah that that that's how i view you know using mindfulness and meditation i guess if you get into like what is mindfulness um like there's a there's a million different techniques Right there's a there's a bunch of different techniques on how you can meditate and how you can access uh, what we're talking about here. Right, that that stillness, that that silence, um, that relief. Um, but at its essence, it's like, okay, well, what are we doing this for? You know, and I, I think everybody has a different answer to that. But for me, that is what it comes back to. Is like. If I am writing program design or I'm performing on stage or I'm having a conversation with you or somebody else in front of me, like how do you quote unquote be present, right? And give like, give your hundred percent self in this interaction or in this activity. Well, it, it, a lot of times it's clearing all, all those external things. So you can kind of just focus, right? So I don't know that that's kind of what comes to mind for me.
1: Gotcha. And then when you're talking about meditation, there's a lot of different ways you can meditate, right? Uh, what do you think is the, the best way or the easiest way for someone to kind of become present while they're meditating and different styles of meditation?
0: Um, there, I've experimented with uh, many different, you know, techniques. Like I think, so I, I started, I did Wim Hof Right. I've done Wim Hof breathing for a little bit. Uh and well, let's let's categorize one form of meditation into uh focusing on the breath, right? I think that's the most common one that people hear of is like, you know, you're just focusing on the inhale and the exhale and focusing on breathing. And over time, that like that is your focal point. That becomes the focal point for you to kind of uh anchor yourself on and then Everything else around that is like, um, it's like those waves, right? They're just coming and going and then there's going to be thoughts. There's going to be a lot of noise and all of that. So that's one technique. The other um, and the one that I've most recently have been doing um, most consistently and actually like, you know, went out. Uh, and did like a the whole you know seminar type of thing with it is a uh, transcendental meditation and that is focused on using a mantra which a mantra is basically a sound right and uh, instead of the breath, the sound is what is the anchor in that instance um, there's a lot of research on all forms of meditation, but specifically tm there there's a lot of great stuff out there on that as well um, but your question was, how do I, how do you recommend people start to kind of think about this? Uh, for me personally, I think that, uh, what made TM so effective for me was one, it's the practice, right? But when you go to that, the uh, you take the course or whatever, um, you are walked through basically how to meditate. And I thought about this for a second. I'm like, wait a second. Nobody is really taught how to meditate right like we all we all just kind of like you go off the app you go off what you heard you go off uh, oh yeah just focus on your breath and you hear these simple techniques but there's always this sneaky suspicion in the back of your mind that you're not doing it the right way or oh man I'm having so many thoughts I can't sit still I can't do this I can't do that and I think what really helped with that course was that it 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 walked you through like, these are all the things that are okay to be happening. This is normal, right? So I think people should start thinking about if you're going to, whether any form of meditation or mindfulness you take on, it's, it's knowing that the thoughts are normal. The thoughts aren't just going to go away, right? It's like, it's always going to come and go and you can start to view it as something that's like, Oh, as these thoughts are coming and going, this is the release of stress. This is the release of something some activity that is going on in my brain that is being pushed out and there is space kind of being created in place of that. So when you start to view it like that, you're like, oh, okay, wow, I'm having a million different thoughts right now. I had a crazy day, like there's a lot on my mind, a um, lot, of, lot of waves at the top of the ocean, right? Um, when you can kind of just take it for that, you can sit within and be like, oh, I am doing this right. If I get sleepy, that's okay. That's my body's way of releasing stress and that is me that that is a part of this, right? That's a part of this whole thing. So um, it's starting to kind of acknowledge like, hey, all these different parts are normal and okay. And from time to time, what you do experience is like, you know, sometimes you'll experience thoughts plus the breathing or the mantra, whatever is your focal point at the same time, right? So you're focusing on your breathing, but at the same time, you're experiencing thoughts, normal, okay, that's, that's okay. At certain points, let's say you get 10 minutes into your meditation practice uh there may be even it might even be a microsecond that you experience potentially no thoughts and no mantra and no breathing whatever that focal point is it's like you just it's just a weird uh you can't describe the feeling it's like that stillness right where it's like are you asleep? No. Are you thinking about something? No. It's just this weird, blurry line that you experience. And that is like that deep, deep part of the ocean that you're going to access from time to time when you give it some consistency and some practice. Um, you're not going to hit it every time, and you're not going to last there for all, you know. 20 minutes or whatever uh but basically knowing that oh that's that's gonna happen and that's totally okay and and when those thoughts happen or when i drift away and go down a rabbit hole of thought that's okay too when i catch myself i just come back to the mantra or the breath whatever i'm using um and so i think the understanding of that all like being walked through that and being like hey did you feel this did you feel that um this is okay. And being able to ask questions around, Hey, is this normal for me to, you know, be feeling or having all these thoughts or, uh, whatever. I think that that really kind of gives confidence and okay, I can stick to this. I can do this. And then ultimately it's consistency within doing it that you really start to see, uh, I don't know the effects here and there. I think it, you almost see it immediately if, if you are guided the right way in terms of day to day, how you're feeling and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I think the more you stick with it over time, it's like, the effects kind of compound.
1: Gotcha. What do you think the biggest effects are as you kind of initially begin? And then as you continue to stick with it?
0: Uh, For me, I think energy and the joy of doing. So it's like, uh, we all have stuff we have to do, right? It's like, you have to do it because whatever it's like it might not be the most enjoyable part of your day but we all have to do laundry and cook and do all these different things a million different things throughout the day and you might have things to do related to your work that you don't want to do um, whatever it might be what what would it feel like if you actually were able to experience some joy in just the doing like just the process of it all right instead of the dread and i don't know i I experienced that dread i used to experience that dread feeling a lot more i think i still do don't get me wrong it's not just gone but it's like i that's the biggest shift i've noticed is like you can get through the rough times where you feel like that dread is really present and and that joy of doing or that energy it gives you energy which I think can also help you in having more joy in whatever act you're doing. So the things you don't want to do, uh, those are the those are the things I think. It, w- w- how different would your day be if you like enjoyed almost every moment of it versus like just one sliver of it, right? Um, I think in terms of like opt- optimization of your day or your quality of life, which I think for a lot of people, that's why we do fitness, right, is to improve our overall quality of life. Well, this is very related. This is just another tool that you're using for your brain to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what comes to mind.
1: Gotcha. Thank you for sharing your thoughts
0: yeah uh we are at our cap we're trying to really stick to this uh 15-ish minute time frame so uh any follow-up questions on this feel free to let us know this is a really big topic so i'm sure we'll come back to it at some point but uh thanks for listening guys thank you so much for listening i appreciate you lending me your ears before you head out i wanted to share a free gift with you it's only available for podcast listeners at mizhq.com. again that's m-i-z-h-q.com so go ahead and grab that If you want to support the show, the best compliment that you can give is by leaving a review with your thoughts. You have no idea how much that helps. And I always love hearing from you guys. So once again, thank you again for tuning in until next time.